Welcome back to another episode of NBA at the Bar with your host, T.A. and G. Money, bringing you all the highlights, talking mess, and all the bullshit you shouldn't have missed. What's up, everybody? This is NBA at the Bar. This is our very first episode, fired up and excited about our very first week of basketball season and happy to come bring it to you. Hey, I'm your host. I'm T.A. And this is G Money. Brought to you by ATB ATB Media Media Network. And we're proud and excited and fired up for this NBA season. Indeed. And we got a whole lot to talk about because this NBA season is getting it cracking. It's starting off fast and it's starting off on a whole different level. What I want to talk about first off is what I'm drinking on. Because this Uh-oh. is at the bar. Y'all know about this. Uh-oh. I'm drinking on my Old Faithful. This is uh, my Cavassier. G-Money, what are you drinking on? Uh, The blended scotch. <laughs> the blended scotch. A la doers at this time. Not, not J&B, but you know, I alternate. Without a doubt. NBA season has started. It's exciting. And one of the biggest reasons why it's so exciting is because of one individual. We know all know who that is. It's Big Wimby. Wimby Big Wimby. Yama. Yes. Well, they call him uh, Big Vic or Big Dick Vic. So we talking about. <laughs> oh, you love that one. Huh? That, was, that was good. That got good to you. Hey, we talking, we talking about Wimby. And my first question for you is, is what are your um, what is your opinion of Wimby as he starts, you his know, NBA okay, so Wimby, um, like many of us have observed, he's he, he is a unicorn. I think I have never seen uh, a big man with guard skills that is seven four. I know that's ridiculous. I mean, he's seven four. So, what kind of planet do you come from? This does not exist. I mean, I'm expecting you to die at 18 because you know you ain't supposed to be a giant size (laughs) but he's all the way giant and he is all the way athletic and that is what has really impressed me about him is that his athleticism is what is shining through now he's a little light in the ass but you know and I'll I'll give you a little more diatribe on that in a second but what do you think you know for for me Wimby is I was a little bit concerned because I saw all the hoopla about him I saw the previous highlights from him from, from from France but it was like that's France and them, yeah. and them cats ain't that good anyway yeah. okay and it was like what was he gonna do in the NBA and then so when you saw him play in his first preseason games he was kind of like Bambi he was kind of like a, a baby giraffe he was out there he really didn't have his legs up under him mm. and the game was moving faster than he was really prepared for but what what sit over here really solidified him for me, was to watch his progression from his first couple of preseason games into uh, what he's done in his first actual season games. The game has slowed down for him. And for the game to have slowed down so quickly to where now he's not looking like a fish out of water. He's not looking like the game is too fast mm. for him. The game, he's adapted himself to the game, and he's sitting over here playing well. Now, the beautiful thing is he has Popovich. And Popovich is not going to just kind of just throw him out there and just say, hey, do something for us. Popovich is going to take him nice and slow. Popovich is going to be the person that's going to really cultivate his talents and get them to the level that he wants. You know, and Popovich is like the the player's coach. And what I mean by that is – uh, the, the NBA players really respect pop on a level that, you know, I would say they maybe not don't respect all other coaches, but in terms of like the tenured coaches who are have that gravitas and that credibility with the NBA, pop is kind of like high on the list for a lot of the actual players. And the funny thing is, well, I shouldn't say funny, but the reality that we are now seeing on display with women Yama is, is that Pop has got him in a cadence to where he's allowing him to just be himself and have these natural attributes be on display. Now, what we have seen, though, is is that he is using that seven foot four frame to be a guard and actually shoot the three at seven foot four a la Dirk Nowitzki like. And he's Dirk been really two point oh, yeah, and, and, and be pretty consistent yeah. with it. You know, the the thing is, 
with Wimby is um, we see uh, an escalation of growth in terms of uh, of the game of the basketball player yeah. where a person at 7'4 can do those things. No doubt. What we want to see is, and what's exciting about him, is does he have the strength to really last a full 82-game uh, season? It's the but, grand test. But, but also the defense. When you, the blocking of the shots, when he's not blocking the shots down at the key, he's actually blocking the shots on the outside. That's something new that we haven't seen. Mm. So uh, I'm excited about that. I mean, you're hearing a lot of talk is he could be defensive player of the year. Okay, let's not get beyond ourselves. Yeah, I would say none. Defensive player of the year. He could be rookie of the year. But defensive player of the year, to me, in my estimation, I I think that he just needs to – what's going to happen – is that after he gets through his first 10, 15 games, his body is going to fatigue. And what he doesn't know at this juncture is how to recover. So the, you're playing with grown men now. So And when you're playing three, four, five games out of a given week, you know how do you recover to, to be the professional to where you can deliver on that? I think he has the skill set to do it, but – it's way too premature to even put him in a class to be able to deliver on that outside of the obvious is that he's seven foot four. And, and so if he just puts his hands up, yeah, he should be able to boob up a couple shots out the way, but he ain't ready for it yet. Well, well I, I would disagree with you that traditionally when you're talking about people coming from college, cause they're only playing about 20 or so games that they hit that wall at that point. We got to remember that he came from a, professional standpoint he came from a professional arena into this so the 20 game hitting the wall might be a little bit different from him but again what he's not used to is the type of weight that people are going to place on him in terms of big men playing with this many good big men yeah number one and number two is um people are going to be going after him and we kind of already seen that in the first couple of games that's why he got in foul trouble but I still think the sky is the limit. I think the sky is bright. A lot of people are saying anywhere from two to five years from now, you're talking about everybody winning championships that they're going to win in the next couple of years because once he really um, grows into his role, once he really grows into his body, that the game will be absolutely his game over for him. I, I agree with you. I would just simply say that he's lighting the ass. Who does so, he remind you of? Uh, I mean, he, in terms of old school player, because he reminds you of somebody specific. But who does he remind you? You of? know, right now, I, I it's very difficult to to typecast him because he reminds me of a couple of people. But I, if if you're uh, you know feet to the fire, I would say he's somewhere in between um, uh, Kevin Durant and Dirk Nowitzki in my mind. But he's because he's seven foot four, uh, you just really don't know where he's going to develop to. But I want to I don't want to misgive on terms of his weight. I think will really will be the tail of the tape with him is he's light in the ass. And when you're playing with grown men who are outweighing you by, you know, 15 to 20 pounds, that's going to be a real toll on him. And you ain't playing in the short term. In the short term. See, I like the Dirk um, comparison that you have. Okay. The the KG, you got to remember, KG was in my year. He graduated the same year that I did. So I really have a good sense of KG. And I believe the excitement about him is similar to the excitement of KG. Obviously, on steroids, is more akin to the LeBron excitement. But who I kind of... You know, when I really look back in the history of the NBA, who I, and look at his body type and his ability to possibly dominate the league, I look, really look at Will Chamberlain. Ah, I could see him being um, dominant like a Will Chamberlain, somebody that has the opportunity to to score a hundred points uh, just because of the size and so on. And so well, forth. okay, so uh, we don't know, and we are future forecasting, and he could be that guy. But I think what is keeps. Sticking out in my mind is his frame. So Wilt Chamberlain was, uh, you know, a physically dominant person at the time. So it, it was also during a time to where uh, they threw it down to the big men traditionally, like damn near every time down. So I think that Wimbenyama has the potential to do all of that or none of it. He has it all in front of him. And we will see how he develops. But I will say 
that the reality is, is that he's going to have to come into his NBA slash grown man body before I can really assess him fairly. Or assess him to be one of the greatest ever that people are already projecting him to be. Right. You know, right now, this is all the hype. And and basically, everybody's trying to say, can he average a double-double? And I think that he he, he should. At 7-4, if he doesn't average a double-double, he's a bust. Yeah, well, because they're going to give him the rock plenty of times. And, and But his skill set is, is shown that he should be able to do that because I, I think he should be somewhere around 38 to maybe maybe on a good day 40% from the from the three-point line. And then if the, the real key is can he go into those trenches and average somewhere around 56%? Because if he can do that, then you're talking about a true double-double guy because it, a guy who runs like a guard should be able to get rebounds just on the fly in the way that the league is structured right now. And that brings me to another point, right? Because Wimbenyama is kind of like the antithesis of what we're seeing right now. We're seeing a lot of versatility in the center position. And it's really like a new world. What is your opinion about the way that the versatility associated with centers right now in the league? Well, one is I don't necessarily want to categorize them as centers because even though they have the height of a center, they're not playing the traditional role of a center. So basically what we're talking about is versatile big men. Yeah. And so what we are seeing is an insurgent of versatile big men, big people that are over seven feet that are, but are actually playing a role of say a three or a four. Mm. And so we have Wimby, we have Chet out there with Oklahoma. We have Porzingis out there with the Celtics. And so we're seeing a lot of seven footers out here that are, that are unfortunately not down there. And what I say by unfortunately is the traditional role of a big person, somebody seven feet or yes. above, is to be down there at the block. And yes. these are individuals that are over seven feet that are, but are playing on the outside. See, and we're seeing an insertion of them. And, and let me just uh, interject this one point. You know, the to the true the true alpha in this equation of the transition of big man is Jokic because Jokic is literally the best of both worlds. He can bang with you. He can go in and do the Kevin McHale. I'm jumping two feet off the ground, but I will eat your ass alive with the post with with all the post moves and all the touch. And I have the versatility of the guard, which is what you're seeing, the new sexy thing about these transition guards. But then guess what? I can go out here and shoot these threes, too, because he has the girth to be able to absorb that. And that is not traditionally what you're seeing in the league overall, but he is a unicorn in that regard. He is a unicorn, but he doesn't have the athletic ability because I would have loved to have seen Shaq against him, who Shaq had the athletic ability to guard him on the outside, would have destroyed him, right? So, so, you know, as great as, as Jokic is, as much respect as I have for him, he's won two MVPs, probably should have won a third one last year when we looked at looked at the end result. Um, I still think that there are players in history that would have shut his ass down. Yeah. We don't know if there is a player. I don't know if Shaq could have hung with Wimby on the outside or Chet. Okay. Or so, uh, so, uh, uh, Przingis on okay, the outside. Okay, so, so let me – I'm going to throw a name out here, and then I'm going to also just respond to that. So one of the names that I think that needs to be referenced is – uh, Sabonis with the Sacramento Kings. Cause to me, I think he's probably mm. the closest in terms of uh, having the versatility of a big man who can kind of do both. I think both he was things. Jokic 1.0. Yes. He was Jokic, uh, and Jokic is like a 2.0. Yeah. He's, of he, him, he, right? man, he might be 10, very, 5 very to 10 pounds point. lighter, but what he, the reason why the Kings are one of the reasons why the Kings are relevant is because he has this kind of like Vlade Divac type of game and his daddy a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and what I simply mean by that is he can shoot for a high percentage. He can rebound. He can bang a little bit, but he can also shoot from the perimeter. And what you're seeing is this migration to the perimeter from the five position, specifically, even though we're talking about big men. 
Now, and Wimbanyama could be the the unicorn of them all, right? Well, so well, hold on, real quick. We but, talk about we talk about Wimby doing that, but this is where the argument kind of in the media is. is, is this one argument is being lost. There's other individuals out there. That's why we're talking about this. Look at Chet. I mean, seriously. Chet Holmgren? Yeah. Oh, oh man. He's not I, a rookie, but this is his first full let, season. Let me tell you. And, and they, you know they kind of got a little beat. Yeah. And you know what? And Chet is a gangster. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean. Well, we, 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 we hope he will be. He he looks like it. He looked like it in preseason before he got injured last year. Mm-hmm. I think he might be a rookie again. By well, that's what they – by definition. By definition this year. But – He's got that dog in him, and I think that you're seeing it on display. And I'm going to talk a little bit about OKC, not to give too much of a teaser, but I like that example. That's well, a great well, that's example. what I kind of want to talk about because OKC has a team that last year we thought they were going to be the shit and then Chet went down. Yeah. But, but Chet's back now. And I say that team with Chet now healthy, when we're talking about those versatile big men that can sit over and play on the outside, and he's one that's actually going to kind of try to go in there and, and bang a little bit. I know he got his ankles crossed this week. I know he got his ankles broke, and, and uh, you know, we got a highlight sure. on I him. I mean, it happens every time. And, and, but... It happens with anybody. You know, any it can happen with anybody in the NBA, and it happened with him. But, you know, the thing is, is I think – the, when you have these teams that have a big man like that, see the difference is, is Chet's on a team that's kind of already fully developed. Yes, Wimby's on a team that's not completely they're, they're, developed. They're, they're comprised around him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, he is the draw. He is going to be the straw that draw that stirs the drink. So, what do you think Chet's going to be able to do on that o- OKC team that is kind of positioned and kind of ripe to go? Okay, so. I'm going to answer that, but I want to say this one um, tidbit just in regards to our general big man topic. Uh, in res- with respect to the debate or the, the, the thing that you threw out about big man versus Shaq, I think Shaq in this era and in other eras would still dominate because what the, the thing that I will argue is, is that the high percentage shot is going to be middle in, middle in. And if Shaq, with all his physicality, would still be able to crush motherfuckers and he would still get all of these little frail, tall guys in foul trouble and they would sit their ass with all their three-point line with they guard down. Him. Because Shaq would be over here monkey-dunking like, ah! <laughs> would they guard him? I don't, I don't even know if they'd have the balls to guard him. Uh, well, if they're, who else are you going to put on him other than your quote-unquote center position? So they would, by default, have to guard him. And even if Shaq didn't have to roll Rotate out to them, they would have to get deal with him. And when you're really talking about high percentage basketball, yeah, okay, you can uh, uh, try to counterbalance me with your threes, but if you're shooting 38% on the outside and I'm shooting damn near 70% on the inside, eventually I'm going to win. And so that, I would just put that to bed to just say uh, a traditional big man will rule the day in that regard. But going back to what you said about Chet Holmgren, so Chet Holmgren, in my estimation, in that OKC team, I think they are the dark horse that is not being really readily talked about enough in the league because they have everything. So you think they could compete with the Denver Nuggets? I think that they have the potential. The thing is, they are young, they are unproven, but they are good at every position. Well, it would be silly to not even talk about uh, Shea Gildress Alexander, the one that the Clippers let get away. Let get away. Dummies. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got that guy. Then you got, uh, I think, uh, I want to say his name is Giddy. Then you got Dort. You got Chet. You got, I mean, they don't have superstars, lo- but you have rock solid you got They're loaded at every position. So what have you seen from them in the first, you know, two, three games of the first Okay, week. so I think that they've only played two at this point, mm-hmm. but what I've seen is is that they have a formula that is built to win. It reminds me, strangely, mm-hmm. of the Penny Shaq 
uh, 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 Orlando Magic team in terms of there was no weakness. There's just a formula of like a perfect five. And then they've got two or three guys on the bench that can come in and fill in. Mm-hmm. And they have the potential to ruin some people's seasons because we all know that there are some favorites out there. But let me tell you, OKC is on the rise. People are not really talking about them enough, but they are legit. I, I, I would agree. They're which, legit. Which they are the the influx into the Western Conference Championship with the with the Lakers, the Nuggets, um, Golden State. Yeah, yeah. Um, you you know, almost have to say New Orleans, too. I mean, the, yeah. that's what's so exciting about the West Coast uh, yeah. Conference is that you have these teams that I think injuries are going to be the one thing that determines the pecking order. Absolutely. Because you have almost from, from, from one to eight in terms of the final seeding, of just all strong teams, because when you talk about new, uh, uh, the Pelicans, when you talk about OKC, I mean, you can even throw the Kings in there where yeah. it has a young, um, dynamic Nucleus. team. Yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. So there, there's, there's a lot of parity. There's a lot of parity, but there's also a lot of, um, a lot of young energy and a lot of people that, a lot of teams that want to sit over here and vie for, for, um, that, that, that starting or for that, 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 that top echelon. Mm. Here's where the twist is. When you talk about those young teams, right? They, you also had to talk about some of the older teams. So there's some older teams in there, the Suns, who I'm sure we, mm. we, we like that say, yeah, okay, they, have, they have their top. They're, they're doing the, the, the traditional power three that we saw in Miami. They're, they're, they're doing Miami West. Correct, but also yeah. like the Lakers. And here's where it twists is. This is what I want, what I want to bring up is that oh, you have the Lakers. It's my team too. I absolutely love them. I love LeBron, but here's where the twist is. Is AD really the one? You know, we all hope, now we see, all believe, we all think, we all wish that he's the one. Here's the reality. I didn't want to do it, but I'm going to have to go in. The game one, he should I'm going to have to go I mean, in. I, I, it's, hard to, it's hard to call AD a great one when he shits the bed in the second half in the first game. When you talk all that shit in the preseason, when you talk yeah. all of that about, you know, they was talking shit and I can't wait to see them, and then you get them in the first game and then you come out gangbusters and you have 17 in the first half and then you shit the bed and not score a single point. Yeah. I saw some of those fucking shots that he put up in the second half and it was like, okay, so, all right, um, I'm going to throw this out there. A bitch assness is ease on alert <laughs> when it comes to Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason why I say that, and it does seem harsh, and I know that all the natural social media stuff is they've piled on yeah, with him. Right. And it's listen, he arguably, as long as he stays healthy, he should win defensive player of the year because he is that versatile and he is that dynamic on the defensive end. But the thing that we even talk about with these versatile big men is that he's in that category of versatile big men and he tries to play like a guard. But what he doesn't understand in my estimation is that he needs to get his ass in the paint. And what we're really saying is, is that you need to be the guy who has a pet shot, just very much like any other superstar who you know, at this age and stage in their game has created a pet shot, whether or not you're talking about Kevin Garnett, Kevin McHale, Larry Bird, uh, hell, Kobe Bryant is like Michael Jordan. They have all kind of come in and they have had, uh, I'm at this in between this 30 to 32, 35 year range. And they have understood the game. They've had played enough seasons and they have, even LeBron, of course, the, his own teammate, have developed a pet shot, a something that they can call on that says, this is my high percentage shot, game in, game out, time in, time out, that I can go to that will get my ass this high percentage shot. And Anthony Davis still be doing noodle legs. He still want to jump early and try to avoid contact and not take that little bit of thump, knowing that your ass needs to get on the free throw line, motherfucker. Let's see. Here's Come what, on here's now. Here's twist is. This is what could be the separator between him and this new generation of versatile big man. 
versus him sitting over here and being lost in the shuffle is because he does have the ability to go down low and actually play aggressively and actually be a, a big man where I don't think Wimby has the ability to really be an effective Not big at this man. juncture. I don't think Chet has the ability to be a real, a real big man. We, I, I might disagree with that, but okay. Well, we haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen we it haven't yet. Seen we it. Haven't it's seen only it. two games into his Fair NBA enough. career. We haven't seen it yet. And Prozingis, we've seen that he hasn't had the ability to be an effective big man. What what uh, AD has the ability to do and what he has shown in spurts is the ability to be that versatile big man, to shoot the three, to play outside, to handle the ball, and get down low. The thing is, is that it's one thing of what you can do. It's another thing of what you are willing to do, what you want to do. Yeah. And if you're not willing or wanting to go down low and be that big man, then what happens is, is you then put yourself in the Wembley and Chet role, and I don't think he's better than them. So okay. If you want to be great, you have to do. You have to be a little bit different. You have to separate yourself. And yeah. I, and unless he's willing and wanting to go down low and do, I'm not saying do 50, 60, 70 percent of your game down low. What I am saying to do is to do the 20 to 30 to 40 percent down low that your team needs you to do to get to that next level, to get to that next stage. Agree. If he's not willing to do that, then yes. It's that bitch assness that is the, the bitch assness. Now, here's the simple thing. You know, Anthony Davis is actually in a perfect situation because mm-hmm. he has a clear, undeniable, superior talent in terms of Jokic in, in the, I would say, the high percentage area of the court. So, Darvin Ham needs to then now take Anthony Davis's skill set and challenge him and put him in the block and say, go figure out a way to overcome the, you know, the Embiid's and the Jokic's of the and the Giannis's of the world by you developing from that spot. If you anybody who watches the Lakers knows that he's all too often floating somewhere around the free throw line extended out to the three point line from where he starts his offensive positioning. Mm-hmm. And that in and of itself is almost like um, negating the, the real test. The real test is get your ass down there on the block. Like Kevin Garnett, who was a skinny player or Kevin McHale was a skinny player and figure out how to dominate from that angle. And until he does that, he will always be marginal. He's always going to be that guy who tries to avoid contact and jump early and look like he's got noodle legs and try to do some finesse thing around the true test. The true test is, can you be successful in the key? Because you're not a three-point shooter, bro. You are no, no, not. No, 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 no. You might be no. able to shoot, let's He's say. hit some threes. But hit. so I don't want to hear about you can hit some threes. Wimbanyama can literally say, I can hit literally from what we've seen we, in we, the we, early we returns. Know, we don't early know about returns, that yet. Early returns. But we can say he could probably hit somewhere around 38%. Guess what? That should not be. Uh, AD's goal. AD's should be like, listen, I need to be averaging somewhere around 50 to 60% middle in. And when you won the championship, you were the guy who was shooting those mid-range jump shots and you just need to find what is your pet shot around there. And until you do that, you are going to look like a hook well, when you well, play against the big guy. Well, let's look at this. We've identified... um what is missing from AD's game, which is ultimately what's missing from the Lakers team to get to the next level. Uh, so we yes. found out some, some, some shit about where they're lacking. What I want to ask you is, is what have we seen as a surprise in the first week? Mm. Now, again, it's just the first week. It's just the first, what, six, seven you. days. Uh, uh, You're going to make me go into the reservoirs of my brain. <laughs> what you know? is a surprise that we found 
thus far at this point in the game of what we should be expecting for the season? Okay. I'm going to say this, and I can't even believe I'm going to say this because, you know, regardless of me loving the league overall, I'm a Laker fan at heart, but and I have uh, talked harshly in barbershop circles (laughs) (laughs) about this individual, but I am thoroughly impressed, thoroughly impressed with what I have seen from Russell Westbrook. I didn't think that he would be able to transition to um, a serviceable guard the, the same way that we saw, let's say, Jason Kidd eloquently do that led the Dallas Mavericks to a championship. Because when somebody who has been so allotted at, at such a degree, they, their ego and their style of play usually doesn't allow them to transition to a role player, but an effective role player. And so far, early returns are, granted, we only two games, maybe three games and, in. And that's where the twist is. We're two or three games but in. Russell Westbrook looks like he's be excited about it. He looks great. He looks he looks like he's that dude but, but for you know, the Clippers. But you know what he looks like? Not that he looks so much great, even though he does. What he does is he looks happy. Mm. He looks comfortable. Yeah. He looks um, comfortable in his role on that team. Yeah. And that's so important. And he was never comfortable like that with the Lakers. No, because, hey, look, I, I hate to put it on him, but the list, listen, when you're from L.A., and we know this because, you know, we're we around Hooper circles and we from L.A. Mm-hmm. And you play for the Lakers, bruh, you know, it's show and prove. We ain't got time for you to figure it out. You gonna have to show that that thug life. And you know he was allotted and he was graced by Kobe Bryant to give him that like that kind of like oh you were all world all thug gangster kind of mentality. And I say gangster in a trivial sense, just simply meaning that he is assertive mm-hmm. in assertive, his play. Right. Now, he and, was gangster when he did the 20-20-20. That was the realest yeah, shit I've absolutely. ever seen. Yeah, absolutely. That and was literally a, the, the realest shit I've ever seen. And triple so, double guy, so I all love, of that. No, no. The 20-20-20 when Nipsey died yeah. was the realest shit I've ever seen. I, Nipsey I, I passed. He went there. He did that. So when you say that, that was gangster shit. But 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 when you lead the league in turnovers and you keep, you missing layups and you doing all this but stuff, that I'm was the, him I'm being the hottest, happy. The hottest white light that there is, which is you're playing for the Los Angeles Lakers, is equivalent on the East Coast to playing for the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Okay, you you can't get no more uh, hot white light than playing for the Lakers, and, and it was disappointing to see him not flourish in that environment but rather succumb to it but he had to accept his role and the reality yeah. is, is it took the lakers for him to swallow his pride enough and get with enough to get with the team to accept his role to actually be in a place to be to happy where he, you said to be happy, happy and then thrive in that role yes. that is lesser than that he had in his career. Yes. Here's what the reality is. Age is undefeated. My dude, you're getting old. You can't do the shit that you used to do 10 years ago. That's the reality of the mm. deal. And so when you can sit over here and be in a happy place and where you are in the present, mm. then you're in a position to thrive when you have the skill set. To win. Yes. He has a skill set that yes. does desire he, the fire to yes. win. And, and he doesn't have to he didn't have to be, let's say, one of the men. He can just be uh 1B instead of being 1A, which is what the Lakers were requiring him mm-hmm. to do. He can be 1B and he can be a, a surprise 1A without the pressure mm-hmm. with the Clippers. He better act right so he can get up in this new stadium because we see this oh, new yeah. stadium being built out and here. You know what? And Ballmer is one of them dudes to where he's going to pay for a championship one way or the other because he is right. so 
He he's, turns, a rich, he's the richest owner in the NBA. And he he's the turns owner red in as a cherry top. He's so excited. You see him on uh, I got, I got, Between I got, Kawhi and George. Oh, my God. He Kawhi. Ha, he, he, and the, thank he you. Has, thank he you. has a decent yes. team to go. Yeah, I need it. Because my drunkenness would, al- yes. would not allow me to say Kawhi. So, thank yeah, you. Kawhi. Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi. Yes. Kawhi. Ka- Kawhi always hurt Kawhi and sometimes hurt Paul George. Okay, so who is your surprise? That was my surprise. Who is your surprise? You know, and and it's hard to say a surprise, but you just didn't know how it was going to work out. And it's with Damian Lillard. Ooh. You know, because Damian Lillard wanted to go to Miami. Thug life, baby! And then he chose to, or no, he got traded to a team that he didn't want to go to. Mm. And so when you, he was dead set on going to Miami and then he gets traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, and, and you know he don't want to go in I the mean, cheese state, but hey, but he oh, hold on, hold on. When you talk about a team, you talking about Miami or Wisconsin? Low key, low key, he wanted. He actually got in a better situation. He got in a better situation. Yeah, but if I mean, your mindset on. is Miami, and I'm thinking I'm demanding Miami, and I'm gonna be on Miami Beach, and I'm gonna be churching, and I'm gonna be with Pat Riley, and yeah, I'm gonna be yeah, with, Wade uh, County, yeah, we gonna be chilling. All and of then that. next thing you know, you're gonna be in the snow <laughs> in, in, in Wisconsin. Tell it. Man, hey, talk to me. You don't know, but, but that's a <laughs> testament to his mental fortitude. Yeah, that's a testament to his professionalism, and that's a testament to who he is as a man. Yeah, to sit over here and, and and why that was such a big surprise is his very first game, his introductory game with that team. He scored thirty nine points. That is a record for that team. Yeah, of the most points scored yeah. in their introductory game, which that showed me all that I need to know about um about him as a player, him as a man, but most importantly about that organization and what they have the capability. You to know, do. I, I I love that move because of one simple reason. You know, Damon Lillard is going to be on display because a he's going to have a it's it's going to sound silly to some people. He's going to have slightly of an easier road. I'm I'm generally of the opinion that the West Coast uh, teams well, we are, know the is West a harder is road. It's a harder it's road. Stacked, yes. It's a harder road to hope. That being said, Damian Lillard, you put Dame Dalla with the Greek freak, and he's automatically saying, "I'm deferring to you." That that is a lethal. Injection when you have an RVP who states that he he stated the other day that this is Dame's team. Yeah, when when you tell me MVP that is so um, that is so egoless, willing to sit over here and speaking in tongues right now, speaking in tongues that he's willing to give the team to a player. That is brand new on the team after he's put in the work and and brought them to where they are. Calabash, <laughs> Talk to me, Jesus. To put them, to, to put the team and give the team to him. Yes, because he knows that that's the player that's going to be the engine and there's going to be a catalyst to him um, in terms of Giannis being as great, if not greater I, I, than he's already I been. Couldn't agree just, more. Just I couldn't carry, agree more. Just the, the symbiotic and, relationship and is symbiotic, so great. And, yes. and you, he has a, uh, a a less difficult role. Listen, Drew Holiday, I think, is a gem. And he moved to Boston, and they're going to have to they're, – they're, the, 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 the magical equation is who was right and who was wrong. When they meet, because I think that they will invariably but I meet. But th- I think there's but, a log jam in terms of talent on the Celtics between those three players versus what is the... Uh, it's undeniable. You have three players that, that kind of do the same things on the Celtics versus two players that do completely separate things Yes, on, on the bus. So there's no conflict. There's no conflict. And so what I believe is the homogeny Yes. Uh, uh, of the team scenario, the team dynamic. Can you imagine how the so Greek much greater? How, how much better the Greek freak is going to be when he's playing with that guy? When you can be free and you don't have to shoulder the entire burden. Yeah. I don't have to worry about three points. I don't have to worry about you building a wall around me because you build a wall. Listen, 
Dame, Dame time will eat your ass alive. You cannot build a wall anymore. Yeah. It's not possible. Mm-hmm. We have eliminated the wall. It's, it's almost like uh, Ronald Reagan. Tear down that wall. Turn down Listen, that wall. you cannot have a wall anymore. Right. So, so, so at it, all. So for me, that that's just what it is. Is exciting. If we've added a a a new dynamic. Giannis, they've already done their thing down there. But yeah. now you have an opportunity. It's not as if the East remains stagnant. The East has gotten better with the Celtics, with that big yeah. three. Yes, they um, have. With, you still got Philly in the mix. Yes. You still have Miami in the mix, even though Miami might be trending downward. But you had Cleveland that's still trending. You know, Yeah, Cle- Cleveland is a, is a perpetual pl- playoff team. They They remind me of how Denver used to be. They were Correct. always yes. the, the listen, Cleveland guys, Akron guys, you you guys will always have a playoff team and you will always be in the mix. But please believe you ain't gonna win shit. But, but you're here's not. the team, and let me see if you know about this team. This is a team that's in the cut. And I'm sure because you're a a, a student and aficionado in this game. I, Detroit. I Dog. Detroit. Okay, so low key. Uh, just as much as I would say that I am like super high on OKC being the dark horse to ruin everybody's life, even though I would say on the West Coast, most people would probably pick New Orleans to be the dark horse. But I think OKC is that team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is why I talk mm-hmm. so hard. Detroit is going to be a playoff team. And I think that they can, as they are presently constructed with, Duran and 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 their point guard and and Hayes who's the backup point guard and then you got their 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 Thompson who was their rookie. I just feel like man, they are gonna shock and awe. Mm-hmm. Oh, you gonna give me some ice? Thank you. Bless you. Hey, you was over dropping gems. I said, let uh, me take care yeah, of you. Yeah, man, bit. go ahead, man. You dropping gems. You know, because we're gonna have to get some more libation. <laughs> But, but definitely, I, I feel you. What Detroit has the opportunity to be um, a team that's going to make some waves that nobody thought about. So those yeah. of you that bet futures, yeah, sit over here and bet on Detroit to go to the playoffs. I'm sure it's yes, plus money will. right now. They are going smart, to the playoffs. Smart money. They are, and they might dare I say they might upset somebody. Correct. Yeah, they might upset somebody because they're young enough, they're hungry enough. And they have finally, barring injury, mm-hmm. they have finally gotten a formula of a consistent, I can have five guys and two guys off the bench that will deliver. Well, the, well, you the, know, when you got Alec Burks coming off your bench, I'm telling you, they can deliver and they might just do that. So, so let's look at this. So. We've looked at in this first week who, who we really like. Here's where the deal is. Let's look at the future of the NBA. Okay. Who are, you know, this was a great rookie class. I think it was. One of the best that we've seen in a while. Which one of the rookies um, have really caught your attention? Okay. So I, I'm going to stay on Detroit because of this one guy. Um I might be butchering his name. Is is Asur, Asar, whatever. Thompson, A Thompson, A T, A T, A A A T. They call me T A. Okay, A A T is his name. Thompson. Okay, that kid is the. He's legit. He's the business. He he can rebound. He can play defense. He can basically rotate in sequences. And more importantly, he can hit the open shot when delivered upon. Mm-hmm. So if it granted, these are very short sample sizes. And just like how we talked about uh, Chet Holmgren and just like we talked about women Yama, and we're really concerned about the fatigue of the season. Can they do it for 82 games? The same, uh, I would say, criticism or uh, critiqueful eye needs to be placed on him as well. But what I've seen from him in these early results is the kid knows how to deliver 
in high moments. Can he do it for a season? I don't know. We're going to have an I, I, I think that they got somebody with him. And, and you know, kind of what you're saying right there, what we've kind of talked about this entire podcast. Yeah, who's your guy? Before I go there, I just really thinking about who my guy is and, and just hearing for the first time who your guy is and kind of what this whole podcast has kind of been about is what we're seeing is, is the NBA is transitioning. Yeah. That most Big people time. don't know. Big it time. hasn't been discussed out there. But what we're starting to see is the league went small and went Steph Curry world and three-point shot yeah. and so on and so forth. Yeah, they but tried to make it sexy. the game is always cyclical. And what, what goes up will inevitably come down, and what yes. goes down will inevitably come back up. And so I think the league is transitioning and moving from um, the guard to the bigger people in general. Okay. Because my guy is lively. Oh. From, from the Mavs. I mean, you know, oh. this, dude, this dude's a Hulk. He doesn't play. He has no. He's not. He has no fear. Now, don't he's quote me. I, I think he might be a dookie. I think. I think that that kid played for Duke. Don't quote me. If and if I'm wrong, oh well. If you if he's but, if he's wrong, blast him in the guy. Please comments. blast me. Please blast me. But I think I because think, he I shouldn't think that, even be talking about and, it. And you know what? Know. And I don't even like Duke basketball. You know, I'm a I'm a UCLA <laughs> basketball guy. But I, I oh think that God. kid came from Duke. Well, I my point is, is that, that, that they call him Mike Tyson, if I'm not mistaken. They call him Tyson out there just because he, he, he's, he's not to be fucked with. He ain't scared. He's got he some ain't balls. Scared. He's that going is down real. there. And, and game and he will come in there and, whoop, whop, whop, I'm about and, to give you so, you know, that was the type of player I was like, we're going to go hard in the paint and we're going to go hard and we have no fear. Yeah. And hard so when you have these individuals like that, that the game is transitioning, not to, and it's like, it's like, it's big men in general, but you have big men that are versatile. You have big men that are bangers. Yeah. But, um, we you see them with Jokic and, and so on and so forth that the big man is going to determine the next five years of yeah. the NBA. I, I agree. And, and, and the game is cyclical. Yes. And so we're watching a transition a, a, of authority from the guard to the big man. And that's exciting because this game was built off of big men. So. So when you you have all this exciting disagree. change in the NBA, um, the only thing that we got to talk about now is, especially in this first show, in the first week coming into the NBA season, is what is our prognostication? What, oh, what you want to give me some, some predictions? You want to you hit on these predictions? What are the predictions for Ooh. who is going to be our final okay. four East, in your East, mind? Co East Coast, West Coast? East Coast, West Coast. East Coast, West Coast. Whew. Okay. So, so fine. Laker, Lakers, Denver okay. in the West. Okay. That's and insane. then um, I don't even need to get cute with it. It's going to be uh, Milwaukee, Boston. And I agree with you. Milwaukee, Boston. Milwaukee, Boston. It's hard for me to see any other teams on the East. No. Uh, um, coming up, even though I think that we have some teams that if are going to be scratching. Yes. That are going to that are going to push. But those but teams. but but these are seven game series. So Correct. So when you talking yourself. about shocking all up and upset the world, I can't see either one of the any, any scenario of either one of those fractions of series is that they will go through with those four teams. They will not lose four games. Okay. I, you know, as much as I want the Lakers, obviously I want the Lakers to do the deal. I don't necessarily see them being there. What I do is I see, and it's hard for me to even see Denver there. I don't see Denver as catapulting themselves or putting themselves in a position to become a dynasty. Okay. I don't think that's a dynasty type of team. Oof. Oh, Jokic would beg to differ, but okay. Okay, yeah, okay, that's yeah. your opinion. No. Give well, me your take. I like the Suns. You I, like Phoenix, huh? I like Phoenix because I mm. like their nucleus. Okay. I like Phoenix. And um, for a second team, what I would say is my my heart would say the Lakers because I, I would love LeBron, but I, I, I see AD does not have it in him to sit over here and propel. Isn't it amazing how we, we we always bring it back to 
if AD will not play like a hooker. Well, that's what it comes down to. That's a, that's a differentiation. Yeah, it's like, it's like, bro, that's a if you just don't play like a hooker, we, we're going. Here, here's what I like to, here's what I think. I think it's Phoenix and the Clippers. Uh, I think it's Phoenix and the Clippers. And the with Clips Phoenix show. getting there. The Clippers won't clop this year? I, I don't think they'll clop this year. I think I think that they're going to sit over and set up for their new stadium next year. Do tell. And on the hey, you coast, know, I feel like I'm going to need some pearls as I can freaking <laughs> rub. What? What? On the East Coast, I, I, I think Milwaukee is the team to fucking mm. do the deal. And I think the Celtics. Don't think, get cute. I know. It's, it, 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 it's, it's them or Philly, bro. I, like, I was going to say Philly. Oh. Because I, I just think there's is too much of a long jam in that in that in that backcourt. James that, Harden has ruined Philly's season without him even playing a game. Right, but but I'm just going to say, but if they're able to make the right trade and get one type of one piece that that team needs for Harden, I think that could be a game changer. Uh, okay, but but, but you know Philly's like a long shot. But but this is what I guarantee you. It's this is going to be a, an extremely fascinating. Oh yeah, because there's parity. The the, the the funny thing is is that we're talking on the margins. The margin between these teams is fascinating because I could talk about the Knicks. Mm-hmm. I could talk about the Sacramento Kings. Kings right. I could right. talk about the Golden State Warriors. I could you know it's so, it's so a with, whole with bunch that of stuff. Being said, there's going to be a whole lot of shit for us to talk about. We ain't yes, got to talk about it all sorry. tonight. We ain't got to talk about it all right now. But what I do, what I yeah, can say, this is going to be an exciting, exciting season. I feel you. So, so with that being said, I want all of you to understand is this is um, going to be a season that's going to be action packed. We're going to be here with you throughout the entire yes. season. We're going to have this big show. We're going like to be this. the emotional blanket. Yes. <laughs> this is, is going to be our big show that we're going to have. And we're going to drop every single Sunday evening. Um, I truly appreciate y'all joining in. With us. Yes, you as do I. As this being our first episode, it's imperative for all of you to please subscribe, like, and download in all of your podcast forms, we're everywhere where they're podcasts Please believe are. We're it. We're on YouTube. Please believe it. We're going to be here almost every single day for you, six days a week. Just understand that we're yeah. just getting started for the NBA Ooh. season. And for those of you that love some football as well, but you're here out here with us on this and basketball, we know that football don't forget about watch. Uh, football at the bar. Come join us for football at the bar. What you know is we at the bar. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's what you do know. So we yeah, we we at the bar, man. What what we talking about? Right. Hey, ching ching. Ching. So with that being said, we're gonna have some drinks. Appreciate y'all joining us today. We out. Love yeah. it. Love it. See you soon.